the opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us, we're the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. Happy Saturday everyone, I'm Sam McBride, I'm here with my favorite blonde, Kristen Holstrom, we are so excited to spend another Saturday with you guys, today we have a awesome topic dealing with consultations with an attorney. And before we jump into that, I do want to give a big shout out to the Brothers on Law. Check out their show. If you haven't, it is amazing. Thanks, Sam. That I couldn't agree more about Rob and Larry. I've been listening to their show religiously, and there's some great content, and I also follow them on social media as well. But before we jump into the TMI, don't wouldn't you agree that it's been a it, it's the, it's a new year it's a new chapter we made it we survived I mean I look back at what we all have been through in the in 2020 and I am I am so grateful to be sitting here today I am too and I'm I'm glad that we're in a new year fresh start yeah and I just want to remind all of our listeners and parents out there that we're here for you we get you. We have been through the same things that you all are going, that you guys are all going through. And when I first became a parent six years ago, a good friend of mine gave me a really good piece of advice. And you know what that was, Sam? What was that? It was one sentence. This too shall pass. I actually love that. I love it so much that I write it in a lot of cards uh, for new mothers or people that just may be going through a difficult time. But that one sentence applies to every aspect of your life. Uh, The baby phase, new parents, not sleeping, financial struggles, co-parenting issues, litigation issues. There's so much of our life that we can't control and we have to kind of dodge and adapt and move forward and really I I think that that sums it up you know saying to yourself this too shall pass I think that's great yeah I often find myself at my office or you know hiding in my closet from my kids sometimes just for a five minute break and telling myself Kristen this too shall pass and that's also for the good the good time so you have to remember that as a parent the days are long and the years are short And I actually told Sam this morning that I only have 12 years left with my daughter before she would go to college. And for some people, that seems like a really long time. But for me, you know, that gives me anxiety because the days are long and it's really hard to work a full day, come home, you know, help out with homework, cook dinner, feed the dogs, all of those things. But just remember, everybody, just because the days are long, the years aren't. So with that. And you'll miss it. In summation, I am glad 2020 is behind us, and I am excited for the future. Very true. All right, let's jump into TMI. TMI. As all of you know, TMI stands for Too Much Information. I am going to go ahead and do the honors today. As always, it is PG, Sam. I know you have a tendency to take it to the next level. I'll be on my best behavior today. Please. 
What movie can you watch over and over again? Uh, I'm gonna actually bring it back to Disney, Aladdin. I, that's probably my favorite movie of all time. I can watch that from start to finish several times over, or maybe uh, go back to a classic now and then. I don't know if anyone remembers now and then. I don't know that I know now and then. That was a great classic. I did, I'm gonna have to go watch it now. Yeah, one of mine would be Dirty Dancing. Such a classic. I used to imitate the, you know, obviously not some of the scenes, but I used to pretend I was Jennifer Grey and in my bathroom try to learn how to merengue and teach myself. And then the lift at the end, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely uh, failed. Try at, fail? Yes, try fail. 100%. All, All right, right, Kristen. So I will pull out of the jar now. And my question is, if there was a movie made about your life, who would play you? Uh, I love Reese Witherspoon. And yeah, Legally Blonde. I was like, she's going for it. The whole bit. Uh, I love her personality. She has so many layers to her. She can perform any different type of role. Angry, happy, uh, you know, Legally Blonde. But I, I would definitely hire her to play that's me. A, that's a classic And she's movie. a mom too. So I love that movie. Yeah, I would definitely hire her. Sam, you know who I would pick to play you? Who? Charlize Theron. I, I, she, you emulate her. That's a big compliment. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. You ooze, sex appeal. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. So consults. What Kristen and I mean with a consult is that initial interview that you have with an attorney prior to retaining them. So I think the first thing we should talk about is why it's important to get a consult. Yeah, and you want it. You want to get a consult. You often want to get a couple consults because you always want to get a second opinion. And this is true whether you are going to ultimately retain an attorney or not. You want a third party who is a professional to tell you, hey, looking at your case, looking at the law, this is what I would recommend, or these are your potential options. You're really educating yourself before you make a decision. So I would say there are some circumstances where you don't necessarily need an attorney, but it's always a good idea to get a consult. Yeah, and when you start with doing your research from the very very beginning, which often starts before you actually have contact with an attorney or a law firm. You want to do your homework. You want to make sure that you're reaching out to attorneys that specialize in family law. You do not want to hire a bankruptcy attorney who may dabble in family law or a criminal defense attorney who one time represented represented his good friend in a family law case. Uh, family law is a very detailed area of law and it changes yearly and it changes county to county you want to have a seasoned attorney that knows what they're doing not only in that area of law but in the county that they're practicing in it's not that an attorney that doesn't practice family law couldn't technically practice family law and they may tell you that but it's really important to do it every day and know what you're doing and know how the law is changing so that you can really have an effective counsel or representation in your case. Yes, and just because someone is an attorney, for example, I would not represent someone in a criminal defense case. That is not what I do. And even though I could legally do so, and I am licensed to do so, that doesn't mean that I should do it. And that applies for any attorney that doesn't practice family law 
you shouldn't hire them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So when you're setting a consult, like Kristen said, you do probably want to set a couple consults and check out your attorney. You want to go on and, and look at reviews and see what people are saying about this attorney and their representation in general. I'll say that with a caveat, though, because, you know, you got to take a whole look at the picture. Sometimes you may have an attorney with one star, and that's not really a representative sample of who they are as an attorney. So do your research. Don't do a two-minute Google search. Really get to know that attorney before you ever meet them, because then you'll know the qualifications prior to your consult, and you won't have to spend time in your consult asking those questions. Yeah, often those reviews are written by an angry opposing party, uh, potentially a disgruntled employee, or someone that just may not care for that attorney. So I always tell people, do not hire an attorney or a doctor for that matter based on a Yelp review. I think it's a good starting point. I think you can get a overall assessment of maybe that attorney's you know, quote unquote, bedside manner or what that attorney's response time is like or where their offices are located. But take it a step further. Go to the state bar. Confirm that they don't have any, you know, disciplinary actions or anything like that against them. Yeah. And then also go to AVO. It's, it's a great tool that you can read some peer endorsements. You can read further reviews. But those are all good sources. But nothing takes the place of an actual consult, whether it's over Zoom, whether it's over the phone, whether it's in person. Nothing should take the place of an actual consult with an attorney. So once we're at a position where we know we need the consult and we've set it and we know what attorney we want that consult with, there are things that you can do to help prepare yourself to have a more meaningful consultation. One of those things, in my mind, is bringing all relevant court documents, financial documents, to that consult. That doesn't mean that you should bring every paper that you've ever obtained and expect that attorney to show up and go through every page at that time. But having it on hand is handy because there may be a pay stub or a retirement account or a text message that an attorney in going through your consult needs to review. And if it's in hand or, or right in front of them, that attorney, he or she, is more likely to be able to give you meaningful advice. Attorneys can really only give you advice based on the information that you give them. So if I don't have that information or Kristen doesn't have that information, it makes it hard for either of us to give you meaningful legal advice. Sam, that is very true. And oftentimes when I talk to people and they have had other consults where attorneys with confidence have indicated that a order would absolutely happen and they haven't reviewed any existing court orders, any uh, documentation, any pay stubs or anything. Yeah, we, we see that all the time. You know, child support, for example, you will get X amount for a child support award. Well, there's a lot of variables that go into that calculation. And if you don't have the income documentation or the actual facts, it's hard to get an accurate number and advise accordingly. And the million dollar question that Sam and I get all of the time during our consultations is, how much will this cost me? Yeah, that's a great point. And Kristen and I, and I think all attorneys should, encourage a conversation about the financial aspects of a case. Every issue has a potential litigation component. Yeah, component to it. And it's important to understand 
what your goal is and what the cost of that is. That doesn't mean we assign a value to everything per se, but it's a conversation that should be had. The problem that and the, the misconception that frequently occurs is that, especially in family law, that things will cost X amount. And that's just not true because like human nature, things change and your case may be one way on Monday and a completely different way on Friday. And what happens between that time may be an increase in litigation, a decrease in litigation. And so the overall value of your case is gonna change. Hourly rates typically don't. And so you can understand your attorney's hourly rate or how they bill on their cases, but it's an important subject to bring up in every consult so that you can have a good realistic expectation of how much you may need to finance your case, but I don't think that for most family law attorneys, they can ever really give you a, a set amount of what a case is worth because we just don't know. It's it's the human aspect of it. No, and any attorney that does is lying to you and is just trying to get your money and get your foot in the door. Unless, unless an attorney is willing to take your case on a flat fee, which is not very common in family law at all, uh, there is no way to be able to tell someone your case is going to cost X amount of dollars. There could be an incident that happens an hour after the consult that results in the, in the need for an ex parte, which stands for emergency hearing, that would unequivocally increase your attorney's fees or your legal fees. So I can give an estimate. Any attorney can give an estimate. I generally give a range, which, you know, people who like numbers, they want to know a specific number, but that's just not possible in family law. Yeah, and it's an uncomfortable conversation for some people, but you should have it. And the time to have it is in the consult so that you have your expectations established. Yeah, and if you're looking at an attorney that's for example, $750, but that is not doable or in your budget, then you should all then you should request an attorney that may be more reasonable and, and more affordable within your budget. And allow you to do more in your case because of it. So I say this every episode, Sam, and I do it for a reason because attorneys are not a one size fits all. I am not the right fit for every person that calls me, but the good thing is we have 19 other attorneys that range from every level of experience, every hourly rate. And when I say that you shouldn't call an attorney that may be $750, that I say that that doesn't discount that attorney. That attorney is probably amazing, but you should be rational and reasonable with what your expectations are when you are calling an attorney. Absolutely, and when you're thinking about the cost of a case, there are issues that have varying levels of complexity and some complexity requires a $750 an hour attorney and some complexity doesn't. So you want to ask the questions and if you're getting a consultation from a big enough firm, when you're doing that, you may very well be in a consultation where that attorney, Kristen and I, this happens a lot, say, look, I think I have a better fit for you. That doesn't mean that we couldn't handle your case. That does mean that we have a vested interest in making sure that you have the best lawyer for your cause and that you feel comfortable in that. So I think that that's a really good resource that we have at our firm is having the ability to say we really can take it on and all of it on. Yeah, and one of the coolest things about Sam and I is that when you call 1-800-419-7772 and you leave a message, you get a call back from the Custody Queen's team. 
you don't get a call back from a phone service or a messaging center. You get a call back from the Custody Queens team. And generally what will happen from that point is you will be set up with one of our attorneys, whether it's Dane, the managing partner, Polstrom Block and Park, who is actively involved in our Custody Queens team. You're going to get the opportunity to speak with one of our attorneys. And that's because we care. We want to know you and your cases, and we care about each and every case. It's not a numbers game for us. Your case is just as important as as ever, as it is to you, to us. Yes, and as I gather the facts, or Sam gathers the facts, I do an analysis of what is the best attorney for that potential client. Location, what courthouse is it in? What judge is it in front of? What judge is it in front of? What is this person's budget? What are the complexity of the issues? Is custody the main focus? Is hiring a financial expert the main focus in the case? And once we've done all of that fact gathering, we set the appointment for the attorney that we feel would be the best fit for you. So another thing that I think is really important to bring up when we're talking about consults and being in a consult is information provided to your attorney. We as humans often want to present a more perfect picture of what's going on than reality. This consultation is a chance for you to get out the less favorable information. It's really crucial that you do that and that your attorney knows where your potential exposure is. If your attorney doesn't know that information, they cannot give you accurate or meaningful advice and they can't help to protect you. You may take a case or a strategy and go a completely different direction if you believe that your client may have exposure. Yeah, that comes up a lot is that we may have one specific case strategy that may involve filing a request for an emergency order or a request for a restraining order and we do that based on the facts that we are aware of. Okay, so in general, before I make any decisions or any attorney makes any decisions, give us all your facts. It's kind of like when someone goes to the ther- to a therapist and seeks advice on how to deal with their anger issues and they present a picture to the therapist that they've never had a problem with anger. They're very happy. It, yeah, it, I, I often see people that I have uh, that I have dealt with over the last 20 years that come to me and said, oh, you know, I went and saw a therapist and they said there's no issues. And clearly I'm guessing that all of that information was not related to the therapist at some point. You Absolutely. can't fix the problem unless you have all of the pieces. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Other quick tips, just to kind of summarize when you're doing a consult, make sure that you're clearly communicating to your attorney or your potential attorney, what your goal is. If you have questions, write them down and make sure that you go through them at the time of the consult. Again, talk about costs and what your expectations are for your case, what's reasonable. Make sure that you research your attorney and make sure that even if you aren't going to ultimately retain an attorney, that you consult with an attorney prior to doing anything that is related to family law. So in summary, Do your homework before you make some calls. Schedule a few consults, whether it's one, whether it's two, whether you're looking to speak with a female, a male, make a couple calls, do some homework, 
do exactly what that attorney suggests you do. Get them the documents that he or she asked for. If you have court orders, make sure you have copies of them. If you have questions, write them down. A lot of times when you're having an emotional conversation with an attorney, you will forget some of the biggest questions or the most important questions that you had going into the consult. Read the retainer agreement, ask questions, understand exactly what your expectations are, what the attorney expectations are. Make sure you're all on the same page. Once you hire the attorney, uh, always make sure you have a good line of, of communication with that attorney. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Now I think it's time for us to take a call from one of our listeners. And I love getting these calls from the listeners. Not only does it tell us what you guys are interested in, but it also provides topics for our upcoming shows that we can do for you guys. So make sure they keep coming. Hi, Queens. I have an eight-year-old son. Every time he comes back from his dad, he has so much homework. He's falling behind, and I don't think he's doing his online schoolwork while he's there. What can I do? Thanks, Marie from Redlands. So, Marie, thank you for the question and calling in. This is actually a really relevant topic and something that we hear all the time. When it comes to schoolwork, it's tricky, especially you know, when we have a remote and in-person learning environment. I'd say the first thing that you want to do is reach out to your co-parent, talk to them. If you're using a family portal or a message board, broach that subject and see if you can come to some sort of conclusion. Reach out to a teacher, and if neither of those things work, I would say the next step is to call an attorney. Absolutely. You want to first try to resolve the situation and be part of the solution. Too many times I get calls where there is blame on the other parent and they are not holding themselves accountable for their part in the homework not getting done or their lack of being involved with an activity. It's not always about who's not helping the homework get completed. It's more about how is this hurting our child or children educationally? Yeah, and sometimes you do have a parent that is completely uninvolved with the homework, the process, uh, teacher conferences, and just basically everything to do with the child's education. That does happen. However, it is rare in my opinion. So I think if you start with the premise of how do I be part of the solution rather than the problem, and the solution I promise you is not to attack the other parent. No. and say that this is your fault, etc. It's to offer help and to try to organize your life and your child's life so that those educational needs are being met. Yeah, and remember that if you get the children or the child at your house and they're coming from the other parent's house, go through their backpack, check the online portal, see what's late, see what hasn't been turned in, if there is anything that hasn't been turned in, and make sure you get it done. And if there isn't anything that you are able to get to during your custodial time, let the other parent know, hey, little Johnny wasn't able to complete his sight words for week seven. Is there any way that you can help you know, with the makeup there. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Remember people, our kids are in crisis. 
Be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem. And, I couldn't agree more. And an eight-year-old, that's a hard age. You know, they're growing up. They are somewhat self-sustainable, but they still need help. So that's a hard age that really requires co-parenting on an active level. I couldn't agree more, Kristen. Thanks for your call, Marie. There are few experiences more difficult than a divorce. Holstrom Block and Park has the experience and insight to help. I'm Dane Holstrom, and my name is on the door, and my team and I are here for you. Call 855-395-5111 for a free phone consultation. Our firm provides comprehensive services in family law. Whether you need help with a child custody case or dividing marital assets, call today at 855-395-5111. All right, I think now it's time for us to go through our celebrity breakdown for the week. So this celebrity breakdown is one of my faves because we all know that I am a big Real Housewives fan and I'm currently watching Real Housewives of Orange County, but I I love all the uh, seasons and I'm a big fan. And Sam, do you know who we're gonna break down today? Kristen, we're gonna talk about Erica and Tom Girardi. Aside from my obsession with the housewives and Erica in general, she is an amazing performer and I actually read her book and I love her story. And uh, But aside from that, you have a very complex case here. We have a long-term marriage that did not have a prenuptial agreement that was executed prior to marriage. We have several businesses, including Tom's law firm. She has her own businesses. She's an author. So we have some very complex, serious financial components to this case that are gonna require some forensic accountants. And what else, Sam? Yeah, and just even the issue of not having a prenup. I mean, do you need one? Do you not need one? Whenever you have, you know, a very, significant financial component to a case it's the first question we ask was there a prenup if there's not then if you're in california california law is going to apply and it sounds like it's a pretty complex case it is a very complex case and my guess is she will have a team of attorneys as will he and uh if he's smart he will not represent himself because we already talked about how you don't represent yourself especially not in a case like this Family law is so emotionally driven, but they're both going to have a team of lawyers. I'm guessing there will be some settlement negotiations, but there are some very complex financial issues in that case. So I will be following it. Uh, Sam and I will likely write a blog on this case in the future. That'd be fun. Make sure you follow us. Our Custody Queen team is growing. If you think you would be a good fit for our team, please email your resume to Kristen at CustodyQueens.com. We are hiring for all positions, specifically attorneys and paralegals. It sounds like this show's wrapped up too soon as it always has. It was so much fun always chatting with Kristen. We talk all day long, but I swear these shows are just the highlight of my week. Me too. And I love getting DMs from listeners out there telling us that they enjoy the show, telling us what they want us to talk about. If there's something you want to know about Sam or I, please let us know. Remember, we're attorneys, but we're also humans. And I'm a mom and Sam's a dog mom. So we love to share uh, some personal experiences and some thoughts with you guys. Please remember to call us at 1-800-419-7772. You can also check us out on Online at custodyqueensonair.com. You can follow Kristen and I's personal 
social media handles. Kristen's at Custody Queen Kristen. I'm at Samantha McBride. If you need a consult, you can go on our website, custodyqueens.com, fill out a message form for us. We'll give you a call or, as Kristen said, give us a call. We look forward to seeing you next week. That's 1-800-419-7772. And remember, let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us, we're the custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.